This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the newest edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to mix in a little football again. Uh, we had Evan Silva kind of go over draft strategy last weekend. Loved it so much, we're going to do it again and do a little bit of a, more of a season strategy and all sorts of stuff to get you ready for some drafts this weekend. With me to do so is Roto Pat. What's up, man? <laughs> I say, I'm, I love having like uh, being like a one-name guy, like yeah. Neymar at this point. Just <laughs> you really are, Pat. exactly. Uh, I was uncomfortable with that for a while, but I'm really embracing it now. I'm just Ronaldo or Neymar or Ichiro. Nene Hilario is a one-name guy. That's right, Nene. Nene, the Roto-World Basketball Podcast. Yeah, right. We have so people who just start with us to do blurbs. His last name's still in the system, so they type in Nene. Where is he? You know, if they didn't know his last name was Hilario. I'm sure uh, we've had some of the similar problems with Suzuki. Yeah. Um, thankfully, we don't have any one-name uh, wonders with the NFL. So, although that would probably be, it's a, it's a, you know, really cool thing. So if someone actually needs to get Ocho Cinco, should have just been Ocho Cinco. Should have been no Chad. Yeah. Wait, did you change no him name. from Johnson to Ocho Cinco in the system, or how did that go? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. I was, I was like a big proponent. Like we have to do that. You know, it's yeah, his legal absolutely. name. You know, yeah. uh, if it's the, and it's his name in the eyes of the law. It's his name in the eyes of Roto World. Yeah. So. Well, actually, we have uh, Walter Tavares changed it to Eddie Tavares, so he hasn't been changed yet. But we've, we've been thinking about changing him. And then another big question is, uh, if we put the juniors on, so like Den- oh, yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> do you put the the junior to? For when you search for them and stuff. So you guys, just so you guys know, in the Rotor World database, we have to pick the person's last name, comma, and their first name to find them, and that's how you click and you see everything all nice and neat. So I'll you do- guys, you guys did Meta World Peace, right? So yeah. Oh, when you're yeah. searching for Meta, you would just type World. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's there's always the guys that are just annoying. Like one of the most frustrating thing to me is sorry we're kind of rambling, but when Giannis Antetokounmpo's brother came in. The answers like you you could just type in anti and it would bring you there, but now you have you need another screen because oh yeah, yeah oh, so boy. and then obviously Smiths and all that so all right so yeah, it's either it's either a lot more typing or another click yeah which is a right. very difficult decision for a writer yeah, I, I really want to have another click here <laughs> exactly so. all right so uh, Pat and I are I would say uh, I love fantasy baseball obviously love basketball Pat's not too big into into basketball but he is the man for football. So we wanted to kind of – and Evan, Evan is Mr. Football. Um, you and I are yes, – Although, long story short, I met Evan in a fantasy baseball league. Oh, Too cool. long a story to get into, but he used to play back in the day. Nice. Um, so, yeah, we wanted to kind of go – if you guys play, we won't talk too much about baseball, but baseball and basketball have a lot more similarity than football. So we'll kind of mix in some stuff there. But I just wanted to talk about differences, really, for drafts. I touched on it, too, a little bit last week, but I thought it was a real interesting topic. So, draft strategy, uh, the waiver strategy, just building your roster overall. Uh, obviously, position scarcity and baseball is really big. Basketball as well, especially this season. Uh, stats, stolen bases in baseball, blocks in the NBA, non-existent in football, of course. 
uh, the old stars and scrubs and auctions, uh, all the injuries in football, and then just the, the playoff schedule. So when you're when you're getting, what are your different preparation tactics? I guess for different kind of fantasy sports. I'm not sure what my how I prepare differently. I definitely like know some of the some of the differences are like very obvious. Like I yeah. feel like uh, injuries are like much more sustainable in baseball than they are in either football or basketball. I feel like injuries are probably the least sustainable in basketball. Mm-hmm. Probably the second least sustainable in football. There's always a guy ready to step in in football, but you know usually like half as good. Like I'd say that you just said we're not going to talk much about. Baseball. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say the, the the biggest difference between baseball and the other fantasy sports is like I feel like a bad draft is the most survivable in baseball because there's just like a wave of new faces all year, and a lot of it's not even injury related. It is guys being called up or guys getting new roles, and there's kind of like constant supply, a kind of like pipeline of like new talent coming up throughout the year. Whereas in football, I mean, there is, but it's always injury related, so it's always guys that. You know, they were, they, there's a reason they weren't playing for the guy in front of them got hurt because they're yeah. not as good. It's not like there's some prospect getting called up from AAA or whatever. They're just they're a second string guy. And oh, basketball, maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like and I feel like in basketball, if a few of your studs get hurt, I mean it's basically game over. Yeah. Like it's like the like if Kevin Durant gets hurt in Oklahoma City, it's like three people replacing him. And to me, that's always been like the biggest difference where it's a. Uh, uh, just yeah, you, uh, it's not good in any of them to lose your studs, but I feel like it's the most survivable in baseball, uh, least survivable in basketball. Yeah, I think that to an extent in baseball, where you can't totally blow your draft, you have to hit occasionally. You know, you could yeah. you could you could alternate <laughs> you could alternate you terrible pick and great players. Yeah, if you like alternate great pick and bad pick, you're probably gonna be okay. Basketball, if you alternate great pick and bad pick, you're gonna be in deep deep trouble. Uh, and football, I, I, like I told Evan, I'm in the firm proponent of getting kind of three studs and then filling in. So, like, and we'll talk about my little strategy in one of my deeper leagues in a second. But I star, Stars and Scrubs is definitely for football. I, I can't do it. And actually someone uh, tweeted at me the other day that they, had, they picked up in an auction. They had Harden and Westbrook and then just got sleepers. I feel like the, I... He didn't answer. I was like, dude, that league can't be very competitive for you to blow what's probably about 75% of your budget uh, on two guys. So, um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I mean, we're talking about, like, football or basketball auctions. I feel like uh, Stars and Scrubs has kind of become, like, a more almost necessity. It's not a necessity, but people are so much more well-informed now than they were, like, even five or six years ago. Like, even, like, casual football drafters... Are so much more well informed that something I've been kind of I, I haven't really known how to tweet or write or anything. But I feel like the like the concept of a sleeper is like kind of dying because everyone knows about everybody now. Yeah. There's like no you can't. I feel like even like six or seven years ago you could like slip through an Arian Foster like not in like an experts league or whatever. Right. But like pre ranks are so good now. Like people love it so much they they just prepare so much more now. And so I feel like it's like. You can't just like sneak in sleepers anymore, either in an auction or like the back end of like a snake draft or whatever, because people just know people are ranked more appropriately now, and just everyone's so well informed that like yeah, you're the I feel like the days of kind of like having like a, a late round sleeper that you were like 
really confident, you know, like put your team over the top or kind of gone. Yeah, and uh, well, since you mentioned Maybe it, that's completely wrong, by the way. No, I, oh, no, 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 you're definitely right for a couple reasons. One, by the way, shout out to the Word of World Draft Guide, constantly getting updated, so if you have a draft, get that. Uh, get all sorts of articles and late-round targets, all that great stuff. Uh, customized projections, uh, plug. Um, but yeah, like, one thing when you were talking was ESPN, like when guys got hurt, Edelman, Meredith... And where they pretty much had those projections adjusted the next day. Yeah, so, that's the expectation now. Like, yeah, it used to be like a funny Easter egg, you know, like five years ago. Like, oh, there's so and so towards ACL a week ago. He's yep. still in the ranks. Like, hopefully, yep. no one auto drafts him. And but people like stopped accepting that. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, it's like the new normal now. Is like it's like a considered a problem. Like if you don't have your projections updated within like three or four hours of an yeah, injury. For sure. And actually, matter of fact, I had a draft Sunday afternoon. And we play with a 30-second clock because we have a ton of picks. And so oh once, once Cam Meredith got up there, you're like, you better be ready. And, yeah. Cam, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's like Russian roulette. And if he's, like, on the top of the queue, and yep. like you can't – if you get auto-drafted, you will be getting Cam yep. Meredith in yeah. that situation. And, so. and we were like, yeah, if you ever have an, an internet problem, text me right away because we saw Cam Meredith. I think he was, like, 65 or something. So he went, I think, like, 85, 90. So that's a pretty valuable pick. Um, uh, anything else? Um, oh, I wanted to ask you about like how do you feel about playoff schedule? Is that something you kind of look into when you're looking at like ranks for uh, obviously not for baseball, but basketball? We always look at four games versus three games. Some people really put a lot of stock into that, especially with rest. We saw Curry kind of have a two game week um, in one playoff series, fantasy fantasy playoff series that hurt. Um, so how do you feel about that? And then, I know you guys talked about this on the podcast just really quick. Expectations for how good or bad teams are going to be. We had the Vegas totals, but we don't know that X team that had a bad defense last year is going to be as bad or all that good stuff. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's not something I would say I completely ignore, but it's not really something I take into consideration, like a guy's week 14 to 16 schedule, just because there's just no... I mean, you know the Patriots are going to be good. and mm-hmm. like There's usually the probably like at least 66% of the previous year's playoff teams repeat, but... There's so many injuries. There's just so – football especially, just like thinking you're going to know what the landscape looks like in three months is just yeah. completely foolhardy. So uh, it's not really something if I'm like in the preseason, like putting together ranks or putting together a guy's profile. It's just not really something I take into consideration just because there's just there's way, way too much that can happen in like the intervening three or four months. Yeah, I think that to, to your point – if I'm ever having a debate with someone about whose team is better or whatever, and they're like, oh, you have this many bye weeks in week 10, I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, even <laughs> bye weeks. I mean, okay, last night I did a draft where my friend had literally eight people on bye nice. week nine. Uh, and that's like kind of a bit of a problem, but that's like a kind of like a freak of nature occurrence. Yeah. And like even this like this league last night was a rare two quarterback league. Oh. And one of a, one of my friends, which I kinda like secretly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was only a ten team league. Any more than ten teams it gets kinda unwieldy. I but played in like, a fourteen oh, I played in a fourteen team two quarterback league. It was insane, dude. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> barely not really functional for me. Yeah, like by, when bye weeks come in, you're in deep trouble. So he had two quarterbacks the same by, and he was like real bummed about it. But I'm like, you know, it's like that's like literally two months away. I mean, one of the one of your, one of those guys will probably be on IR, and the other one will be like benched or something. So, like, it's a problem in theory, but just football, you're better off not having like super long term concerns and just focusing on the near term. Yeah. 
All right, so I didn't want to. I have this idea that I think would be cool that no, nothing really came about. So if you play fantasy baseball or basketball, you know about roto. You know different categories. Uh, you could do a weekly category or the full season. Uh, hopefully, you guys know what that is. Uh, but I thought about like a cool, like a roto style football. So it would be categories. So like points scored, touchdowns scored, field goals, pass yards, receiving yards, rushing yards, pass rush, receiving touchdowns, turnovers, whatever you want to do. I think that'd be kind of cool, just because we're so. I play in so many leagues that are all the same. I think just a different wrinkle would be kind of neat. I don't know. It's never. I don't think. No, it'll I, ever come I completely about. agree, and that's that's a huge difference between um, fantasy football and like, especially uh, kind of fantasy baseball. Even if you do like PPR versus standard or whatever, or like two quarterbacks, kind of a wrinkle. But there aren't many different spins you can put on fantasy football, and like not nearly as many elements to play with as in like fantasy baseball. I can't really speak to fantasy basketball, but I just feel like, yeah, it's like there's kind of one format of fantasy football. And what my one of my favorite leagues, actually, and this will sort of sound pretty dumb to most people, but I'm in a league that it's, it is roto. It's like points only. It's not roto, like categories like that, but it's points only. But it goes through the postseason. So that, that's an extra wrinkle for like – you like if you're deciding between a player and another player, like, well, is this team? Do I think this team's gonna make the playoffs? So that's like a really neat extra wrinkle, and it's like kind of like a big play, like yardage bonus league. So the longer the touchdown, the more points it's worth. Uh, you don't get any points for yards unless they get a hundred. Uh, you don't get any points for catches unless they get eight. And it sounds insane, but it's a little more predictable than you than people realize. It, it kind of prioritizes like going after like big play threats so to speak, and people think it's less arbitrary than it sounds on paper, and it's probably my favorite format just because, for me, of all the leagues I'm in, because it adds just two two extra layers of nuance that aren't usually there. In yeah, I love football, that. I, I love Which is, yeah, it's usually just all about surviving injury. Yeah. And I like this, like, in the draft, having more things to think about, like, is this team, how good is this team, and, you know, is this guy a big play threat, or is yeah. this guy Rob Kelly, who's going to average... <laughs> Three point five yards per carry and sixty yards a game or whatever. Yeah, so um, yeah, for that baseball thing, you can get like you can get ten percent extra games. What six sixteen games or so? You know, if you make it to the World Series, depending how well you do in each series. Um, yeah, okay, it wouldn't be that workable. I mean, I don't know. It's not like it's definitely not for everybody, but it's like yeah, it's just an interesting wrinkle, kind of like a tie-breaking wrinkle when you're yeah. drafting. Like, do I really want this guy who I know isn't going to make the playoffs, or should I roll the dice on this guy who might give me two extra games? Yeah. All right, so I just want to get to some favorite targets a lot of people drafting. I know you are hardcore on the Jamison Crowder train, who I think you were <laughs> the first on there. And I, I, see, I, I try to get him every draft, and he always goes just around before I get him. Um, so anybody else that you're looking to grab this weekend or you already have? Yeah, people that really about Jameson Crowder, people don't realize he was their top scoring fantasy receiver last year mm. and already last year. We know all about the 216 lost targets, but Jameson Crowder yeah, was already the Redskins' most productive uh, fantasy receiver last year. So that's one of the reasons I'm into him. Um, I mean, not anyone like super like deep sleepy or anything. I'm still really into Joe Mixon, who I think his price is pretty reasonable at this point. He's in like the. Yeah, like between like the RB13, RB18 range, and there's real risk there. But I think people like, get so conscious of they don't want to be seen reaching that I think we kind of like psych ourselves out on guys like Joe Mixon who could get off to a slow start. But, I mean, the upside is so high, and there's a reason like everyone was so high on him to begin with. You know, he's a kind of a rare talent entering a potentially 
not quite three down role, but very, very high volume role. And it's the guy I think maybe people have psyched themselves out on a little too much, falling a little further than it should. So I find myself getting Joe Mixon in almost every draft. Uh, nice. I love Terrence West as like a later round running back. Everyone's all aboard uh, Danny Woodhead train, but I mean, he's, I don't think he's going to be the goal line back. And, you know, he's, he's 32. He's missed two of the three past seasons. And I think people are kind of really sleeping on Terrence West, who's you know, not an amazing talent, but he is a tackle breaker and he should have volume. So I think he's kind of almost a freebie that people are letting fall too far. Um, really, Julius Thomas? People are making nice. fun of me for this. Hey, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is in trouble. Maybe that helps. Exactly. Uh, the, the Dolphins have really missed red zone threats in the past two or three years. Haven't had like a go-to guy in the red zone. And uh, Julius Thomas scored 25 touchdowns this uh, past two seasons with Adam Gase. 25 total touchdowns. So he's a little older and slower now. But to me, he's Julius Thomas is a great late-round freebie who I'm taking kind of like round 14 of every draft. Nice. Yeah, I, I picked up Julius Thomas. Uh, last night when I saw that Landry thing go down. Um, hmm. Okay. So you're always, you're you're very on the ball, dude. I have player, I right? live for fantasy, man. It's I'm it's so bad. Like I, I no, you and I love you. Like uh, I mean, you know, you're a roto world basketball guy, but I never have like any doubt whatsoever that I can get you for a roto world uh, football mock. Yeah. And man. you're just a fantasy. We're both fantasy junkies. Like a lot of these roto world guys, uh, I mean, great guys, but I mean, they don't play enough other fantasy. They're too one sport. We need to get we need to get Silva back in fantasy baseball. In my opinion. <laughs> uh, okay, so a couple other things. Um, so you are, uh, and I also want to ask. So when you get sniped, so like when Crowder goes, who you firmly planted your flag on, what are you? And they look, they'll call you out. Like for instance, I was all about Miles Turner last year, and going into drafts, Doctor A would be like, "Oh, taking Turner right in front of Gallagher." <laughs> like you jerk. But at least you believe me. Um, so what, how do you feel about that? It's not as big of a problem for me as it is yeah. for like Evan. People like gleefully do it to Evan. When we did that Facebook live draft last week, like there's like probably four or five times in the draft where people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this despite Evan." Yeah. Basically, and for me, so it doesn't happen to me as much as Evan. But yeah, you know, it's, to you, it's more like validation than sadness. Like, well, that means they respect they they liked my take on Jamison Crowder. So yeah, yeah I don't I don't you know, if, if you wanna. If you want to take him more power to you, I'm just, you're just listening to the old genius rope pad over here. So, yeah, I try to take it in stride. So, speaking of genius, you are one of the best at the home, I call it a home run blurb. It's where Definitely it's, not it, a genius. <laughs> like, it's just a blurb. It's just like, dude, this is so perfect. Um, so, I, do you do like, the? do you like crack your knuckles like Monta Ellis and ready to go? Or you just, do you just go for it? <laughs> Like, do you, like when you hear, uh, usually, like, it, like, when Christian, like when Christian Hackenberg gets cut and you're on, like, you can be like, oh, yes, to get it all excited or what? It's instinctual. Yeah, it's because, you know, it's like uh, it's like the story I've been writing my entire life in my brain. <laughs> you know, I've had so many, like, when Jeff Fisher got fired last year, I got some attention exactly. for the Jeff Fisher blurb. Yeah. And, like, people were like, did you pre-plan that or <laughs> just do it on the, and, my, you know, my answer is I've been writing that blurb my whole life. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, yeah. You don't have to really pre-plan it because you kind of you already know what you're gonna say without knowing it. So uh, really horrible uh, conceited answer there. But uh, yeah, just kind of just I mean, kind of the serious answer. I've written so many blurbs and all these guys that you kind of in your head, maybe without realizing, you kind of take your your favorite parts, your favorite bits of information from all the previous blurbs, and then just kind of 
uh, what's what's the word? Coalesced into yes. a I don't know. But you, you know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's, uh, it's it's all in there, just waiting to be plucked out. Yeah, blurbs are uh, blurbs are an art form. Uh, so I'll ask you: Do you like writing? When you do the rankings now, um, so do you like to do blurbs, rankings, columns? Do you have a preference? Do you like to mix bag, or do you like to do stick? Like, I'm pretty much straight blurbs. And writing, I love writing a column. When I get to write a column and mix it up, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I like, I like the mixed bag so you don't get too burned out on any one thing. Blurbing, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm going to read 8,000 tweets again today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like, people, one of the hazards of blurbing is people don't realize how many just completely worthless t- You're taking in, like, so much information all day, and a very staggering amount of it is worthless. Yeah. Uh, you're just, like, reading so many pointless tweets. But, no, I like all of it. My, my favorite part is just writing in general. Uh, but probably my absolute favorite thing was, like, to come up with, like, a, like a unique turn of phrase or, like, a really good analogy. And that's probably my number one favorite thing about the job is, like, when I think of a great analogy – like comparing Christian Hackenberg, you know, to something crazy or whatever. Nice. That's probably my probably my favorite part of the job. But yeah, I, I, I do like the mix, just keeping everything fresh, keeping me on my toes. Yeah, yeah I like finding a, a good stat that kind of goes all over the place you'll hear in other platforms. Like, oh, nice, that's definitely not a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's, putting, it's, putting together the puzzle pieces. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, this is awesome, man. Uh, I wish we could do this like every time. So, uh, anything else you want to say before we get out? Anything you got coming out or yeah, at Rotopat? You got the 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 goat uh, Twitter handle. I don't. My, too many Mike Gallagher's out there. Well, I would be at Patrick Darty, but it was like too too many characters. I have such a long Irish name. <laughs> that's how that's how Rotopat was born. Nice. It was smart. Wasn't trying to be clever or convenient or anything. It's just my real name was too long in Irish. I think it's actually discrimination on your Twitter, <laughs> for being honest. Uh, we need to be able to get our long Irish names on your platform, guys. But uh, don't add yeah. No, I mean we're at the. We've reached the bottom of the content well for the summer. It's the last weekend of real drafting here, and pretty much all the good stuff's out there. And yeah, go. It's not too late to order the draft guide. No. That's for sure. Especially if you have a draft coming Lots of amazing free content on the site. So yeah, just check out everything we've been working hard on all summer, basically. Awesome, man. Uh, thanks so much. We got to do this again. Uh, I love mixing it up, and like you said, <laughs> we're at the we're we're kind of dry on content right now. That's why we're doing this. Uh, NBA season's very slow right now. Finally, took a long, took long enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So thanks again. All right, thank you, Mike. My pleasure. All right, so we're gonna change gears and talk about the NBA news. It's uh, the dead news season. Obviously, we just talked about fantasy football and fantasy baseball for a little bit. Uh, so with me to break down the past four or five days of news is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? What's going on, man? I heard we're going to talk about some Steez and some Josh Smith, so I'm a little yeah. excited. Yeah, <laughs> you know the Steez. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Kyrie Irving. We actually are recording this just after his press conference, so we got kind of some fresh takes. Uh, I'll kind of give you the quick rundown. Actually, let's talk about, you know what, what's sad about this? Is Kyrie was a, had a great press conference. I think he killed it. But the main story now is going to be that... Kyrie said he didn't talk to LeBron yet. And that is going to be, like, when you hear them talk about it, it's going to be all that just because LeBron is the most, he's a, such a lightning rod. I hate the way. Right. I hate, I hate that. Like, who cares? Yeah. It's like, oh, LeBron. Do you expect them to talk to each other if yeah. they're on different teams now? Yeah. It's like, um, it's like, what is it, like, 
Pee, like Pee Wee's Playhouse or whatever it is, where they had the one magic word that he says, everyone goes crazy. Oh, LeBron! Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, calm down, dude. Like, LeBron, you don't have to write about everything about LeBron. Um, anyways, besides that, he took the high road. Um, he basically had kind of a prepared statement to open, and then Jeff Goodman of ESPN kind of called him out on it and asked him why, point blank, and he said, hey, um, that I already said more, I'm paraphrasing. Um, but some other takeaways. Uh, Brad Stevens, he said he likes Brad Stevens, the, uh, the system and stuff, and he called Stevens smart, and he thinks he could be even better with that. Um, and he actually, uh, one other thing about Stevens I wanted to add too was um, he said that Gordon, when he met Gordon Hayward in high school, he couldn't grow a beard. Hayward had a beard. And uh, the Celtics co owner uh, asked Stevens, could you, <laughs> Stevens, with the baby face? I thought that was a good little, <laughs> little quip. Um, but yeah, so uh, Steve and I talked about this a lot on um, two pods ago with how Kyrie is basically Steph Curry with catch and shoot. Uh, the past couple of years. So, do you see Kyrie improving, or where do you see him compared to where he was a month ago? Um, absolutely. I, I moved him up uh, a few days ago. I moved him up to number 12 on my list for mm-hmm. rankings. I don't know if he's in the first round yet for you, but yeah. his usage rate without LeBron was in the 40s. So, he's going to be borderline insane in Boston, I think. But, I mean, he's, he's when LeBron was off, it's like... That's right. Total, he he's not. He was with like scrubs usually. Well, I'm not expecting a 40 usage right, right, right. in Boston. I'm Where do you have him like, at? Ridiculous. Like 33. I have him. I say 33. Yeah, 33, 34 seems about right. Right so around a, John Wall, basically. Yep, yeah, slight uptick. Um, and that's where Isaiah was. So they're kind of. I think they're going to kind of swap usage rates. Where right. IT will be upper 20s, 30s, low 30s, even maybe. I don't know if he'll hit 30. Anyways, um, but yeah, I'm a little bit behind. Um, more because of injuries that he's had earlier in his career. And, right. I mean, yeah. You have to consider that Avery Bradley handled the ball quite a bit yep. too, so he's gone too. So that's that's also huge. Yep, for sure. Um, yeah, I think, I think he and I think, like I said in the last pod, I'm kind of digging Al Horford now. I think that's the whole right. big takeaway in this whole thing. Man, just, him and Paul Millsap, man, their ADPs are so low right now. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, so high actually. Sorry. Yeah, they're gonna, yeah he's going to be coming up. Uh, yeah, Millsap. Uh, both were disappointments. Uh, Horford, we talked about the blocks hopefully coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, with a downward trend. Okay, let's not talk about the last pod too much. Um, other things that I noticed that were kind of funny, uh, Gordon Hayward basically rattled off the entire team when he was just going through guys that are going to step up and all that, but he didn't mention Al Horford. And uh, <laughs> Kyrie stepped in there. He's like, oh, don't forget Big Al. And then obviously Hayward talked him up. So, um, like and obviously said, Horford's one of the ones that recruited him. Yeah, <laughs> so. yep, exactly. And that was so funny that Isaiah was really the key cog of recruiting him. And right, he's gone now. But, yeah, you got to feel for Isaiah though, man. Right? That was that was his team, and like when they took that away from us, I, I kind of yeah. feel bad for him. All that talk of the Brinks truck, man. Right? Yeah, doesn't yep. the the squeaky wheel doesn't get the grease uh, on on the wheels <laughs> of the Brink truck or whatever? Um, so what else? Uh, I thought one kind of funny thing is he called Boston fans quote pretty educated. <laughs> I know one of my buddies, two of my buddies actually, who live in different parts of the country, they're always talking about ridiculous things they hear on Boston Sports Talk Radio. So, um, <laughs> nah, I, I'm not going to bash Boston sports fans, but I just, I, I, I kind of like, okay, so what are you saying about Utah fans? That was just a weird thing to right. say. But obviously Boston fans, they, they love their sports, so shout out to anyone. Nothing wrong with fashion, I love that. Yep, yep. 
Boston. I wish Charlotte was like that. We go to a Charlotte's Hornets game and it's dead. Yeah, man. I live in Phoenix, too, and it's kind of the same where... Right. You're like, oh, I love sports. And they're like, oh. And you just talk to them for, like, two minutes. You're like, what? You don't love sports, actually. <laughs> but, but, yeah, so it's cool. Uh, he said kind of the right things. Right. Um, the old Boston Cavs trade thing where they got the extra second-round pick. Ainge called that private. Uh, and then also... Hayward and Kyrie have the same birthday, uh, which I did not know. And for you DFS people out there, it is March 23rd. That is at Portland. So late night special DFS Stack City right there. Uh, yeah, one of the worst defensive teams last year too. So, <laughs> so put that on your calendar. That's going to be a, a great game to stack. Look at that. That's actually got some um, a lot of good games to stack. Let's see this uh, Utah San Antonio, not stack, but good game there. Right. Um, at Toronto, a lot of high-scoring teams are playing. And then Golden State plays Atlanta. That's going to be... Oh, man, what's the spread on that game going to be? Oof. Over at, at Golden State, that's going to be in the 20s for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think that kind of covered it. Uh, and they also had a good rapport. Someone asked about playing together. They were kind of whispering to each other, Hayward and Irving. and Yeah, they seemed pretty cool. Oh, don't forget that when Hayward was a restricted free agent, that... He uh, he was recruited by Irving, and then we remember that uh, Charlotte sent an offer sheet, and then really LeBron went there. That changed everything. So right. Um, okay, so I think anything else you want to add on this? Uh, I've talked about this too much, so um, don't forget we mentioned in the over under pod with Ryan that Boston is first in um, projected win total for Eastern Conference teams. Obviously, Golden State at a whopping sixty seven point five. Um, I'll take the under on that. Yeah, I don't know if I would bet that though. Like Ryan and I were talking about how confidence ratings kind of a thing. Right. I, I, they might win seventy, and their team's ridiculous. I mean, you got to think about it too. It's going to take them a while. They got four returning players from last year. It's going to yeah. take a few months before they're really rolling. So I, I'd be very nervous if I bet the over on that. Yeah, you need you need to avoid a two. If they lose like two games in four games, you're you're in yeah. trouble. Alright, so let's move on to some news and notes. Uh, not too much as you may expect. Um, let's kick it off with some foot injuries. Some bad right foot injuries. Some refracture foot injuries. Not, We don't know if it's the same bone yet, but both Cameron Payne and Frank Jackson, both who have suffered foot fractures in the last year, suffered another one yesterday. So, Or, or gonna have, it was announced that they suffered it, so... Bad right. day, bad day for foot injuries, and then also I'll throw this out there too, which which I, I I don't know. I mean I know this is slow slow news session, but a lot of people picked up a story about the Bucks having a red flag on Malcolm Brogdon for a foot injury, and the, there was no context on that. And I believe the context is he had a 2012 foot fracture, like that, that was so like, long ago. Why like what? Why are you five talking? years ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and we didn't have. I looked it up. We didn't have any notes on ankle or foot injuries. Like it, it just was very. I don't pleasant. think he even missed. A, no, he missed one. Back or two injury. He had a back, back injury. Issue, right. Yeah, he had a back injury. It was the only thing we really had him for injury wise. Um, so yeah, I I just find something else to write about. Like we, we there was a story about Jeremy Lamb yesterday. Talk about that instead. You know, like it just made yeah. no sense. Okay, so back on track. Cameron Payne, dude. The Bulls. Uh, no, you, it's you got to put some blame on the Bulls. They knew but, about the injury when yeah. it happened, like July eighteenth, and they're just now telling us about it. I mean, 
that makes me extremely nervous for every single bull on the roster now. Like, how shady are they going to be this year? Yep, think about Zach. I'm the toy. I'm not touching Zach Levine, man. Exactly. I, I'm not. You might not see Zach Levine at all. You, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see Zach Levine at all now. But he's ready to start the season, so so he and his agent yeah. say, "Come on." <laughs> yeah, dude. They, and there's a reason why they're rated des- dead last for win projection on Vegas. Right. Um, I mean, what else is there really to say uh, besides we're gonna miss Cam- Cameron Payne dancing? Do I know the sad thing too is I thought Cameron Payne was really good before the first foot injury. Yeah, he had a killer really summer did. league before. Yeah. And he just and fell off injuries, I guess. Yeah, he can't really defend. doesn't really have anything to hang his hat on. He can't get past guys. and Right. His, foot, his first step hasn't really worked, really. Uh, well, right. maybe that's because his foot. No, anyways. Um, yeah. Any takeaways from this? I mean, he was kind of buried anyways. Um, I like Chris Dunn a little bit more Yeah, now. me too. Because the only reason I said that was because they actually had a lot invested in pain. I mean, that was a... Yeah, quite a big trade, and so now it's basically done. Trade. They, I don't, why, I don't what is wrong think with they're them? High Grant, so I think it's done show now. Yeah, why? Why can't the Bulls make a trade? Right? <laughs> like, like, what are they doing? <laughs> they didn't like they gave up so much to get him, and they may have to cut him, man. Yeah. All right, so I guess we can move on. Like we said, Dunn's probably up a smidge. Um, definitely has less competition. Not that he really had much to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, and then also, but just while we're here with marketing, he had a good game yesterday. He had 22 points, um, a little bit of a somewhat isolation kind of a thing. wasn't just catching shooting, so good day for him. Uh, I don't think he's a guy I would draft just yet in a 12-teamer, but he's there. I mean, if you see him have a good camp, um, we could see him get going. Well, we never know if Marotic's coming back, so still unsigned. <laughs> yeah, dude. Res- bad year for restricted free agents this year, man. Yep. Like, uh, can't believe no- what no- what's Noel doing. Oh my God! Turned down seventy million? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you and I have said before, it's um, the the fantasy equivalent of when you make a really really good offer, and the guy counters with just total garbage. That like that's it. It's over. This just isn't going down. That's what happened. So you're. I mean, stuck. he's got some serious knee issues. He's taking a huge yeah. gamble right now. Yeah. I mean, if you want to tie in that whole missed season, it's probably over fifty percent of games missed. It's pretty bad. Yep. Uh, so, okay, so moving on to another team with bad luck for different reasons, and that's the Pelicans. And also, these two teams are tied together. They made a trade yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. the, Bull, the Bulls picked up a second-round pick for taking on Quincy Pondexter's, Quincy Pondexter's contract. Which Say that three times. Right? Where's, uh, where are the Nets out on that? The Nets, uh, the Nets could have picked up a draft pick. Let's yeah, see, I know. Seriously. Could have been a second rounder. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. The Bulls just took the Pelicans' last small forward because Solomon Hill's going to be out for yep, probably the year of the torn hamstring. I mean, Middleton missed, what, six, seven months with that? Yeah, and that was almost like a freak recovery time. You don't usually yeah. see guys. Uh, and also Frank Jackson, another guy who had uh, foot surgery, I think, in May, and broke it again. That sucks, dude. So yep. this is, again, this is within it. Back to the Brogdon thing. Within like a couple years, okay, sure, red flag him, whatever. We know foot fractures are a thing. Brooke Lopez is a good right. example. Uh, I think Jones fractures are nine percent chance of a rebreak, whatever, something around ten percent. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it's legitimate, and that's why Karis Levert, another great example. Uh, he had three yeah. foot fractures, two of which to the same bone. So, anyways, but credit to the Nets for taking their time, man. They did it the right way. I mean, when your pick, when your team's that bad, you just it's like. Um, when you're in a dynasty keeper league, you and your team, you know your team's and you're inheriting a bad team. Upside, just pick all upside guys, and hopefully yep. two of them go off for you, and you could make up ground. Um, so yeah, the Nets, the Nets are really smart, man. I love how they're putting their team together. 
Yeah. Um, but okay, back to the Pelicans. What do we make of this? I mean, they're gonna have to sign somebody. They worked out Josh Smith, Chase Buttinger, and Martel Webster. So a little bit of shooting. Josh Smith, kind of a wild card, who probably isn't the best fit. Um, they do need kind of another shooter out there. So what's going yeah. on? I mean, do they would they play each one more or Steve Crawford at the three? I mean, that's a pretty weird looking lineup. Well, I think they'd have to, and I don't think they have to worry about rebounding with Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. So, uh, right now, I mean, I wouldn't be very inspired if I saw Martel Webster in the lineup or Josh Smith. So, yeah, I think they're better off going small, to be honest. <coughs> yeah, with those three guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they don't really need the defensive pressure behind with with AD. AD, man, if, if they go small, could, AD is probably the favorite to lead the league in blocks, huh? Right. Yeah. So, what we haven't? I, I feel like I should be high on him. He also went. We're doing a keeper, uh, keeper mock right now. He went third. What were your thoughts on that? In a dynasty, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I really am. Yeah. I mean, Demarcus Cousins. We don't know if he's coming back to Pelicans next year, so yeah. I'm fine with it. Um, I, I probably would have went Nikola Jokic at number three, just because he's 22 really? and we know his situation. Yeah. Yeah. AD's ridiculous, though. I think yeah. I, I think I would still take Davis. Uh, so, what's the fallout of this Hill thing? We've seen him have a couple big games. Obviously, really yo- low usage. So it's not like there's a big piece of the pie to go around. Um, so, I mean, what's there to say? Any takeaways? Or just kind of, we, we don't really know yet because they haven't filled out their roster. Uh, it's just too early to tell. Yeah. I mean, we'll see with who they sign. I mean, right now there's a huge opportunity for a guy like Etwan Moore, Jordan Crawford, which puts them on the map in like 16 team leagues. But yeah. nothing that I'm looking at in standard leagues yet. Yeah. Uh, on the season, Solomon Hill had an 11.5 usage rate. Um, and then to pull it up with Davis here, let's go, computer. Uh, yeah, Solomon Hill is playing, I think, close to 30 minutes a game, so that's a huge hole to fill. Yeah, only 11.0 with Davis. And, uh, oh, without Davis, it was a whopping 13.1%. So, so, <laughs> Look out. Yeah, right, draft them everywhere, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what else? I think we're good there. Um, the, 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 Frank Jackson, too, that's interesting. That kind of helps out. Um, I guess, guys, because like, they, they were talking about possibly. They gave him guaranteed money, so he could have... Mm-hmm. Possibly got on with Drew Holiday's injury concerns. Rondo's old. I mean, he was possible yeah, the Pel- DFS. The Pelicans were really bad. I mean, I mean, we still might see Frank Jackson later in the year. We never yeah. know. And they're going to be taking their time, though, man. Like you said, yeah. re rebreak thing is not good at all. I mean, before the injury, he was going. He was probably going to go to the G League a lot too. Yeah, oh, for sure. They got Ian Clark as well. Yeah, they would bring him up and down, no doubt. Um, <clears throat> I guess that probably helps Ian Clark maybe a little yeah. bit. Definitely. Um, yeah, they, they couldn't go. Could they play Drew at the three? I don't think so. I mean, he did put, was it point seven or point eight blocks last year? He's a really good defender. Yeah. I, I could see it. I mean, he's 6'5". Why yeah. not? Yeah, they'll, they're going to have to get creative. Um, yeah. So, Coach Steve Clifford for the Hornets really talked about Jeremy Lamb. It did have Rick Barnell, who's one of the best reporters out there. It did have that kind of puff piece feel. Yeah. And again, it's September 1st today, so you're going to get that kind of stuff. But it's not an imp- and also it said that Clifford's doing a lot of one on one stuff, so mm-hmm. that guy just works his tail off. I love coaches like I mean most NBA coaches do, but you could kind of right. tell. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I mean, I think this is Lamb's final year of his contract. I mean, maybe the Hornets are shopping a little bit, and I thought that was kind of interesting timing, especially after they brought in Malik Monk for the year. Yep. So uh, right and, now, Lamb's situation doesn't look good. Mister Delicious, the most delicious yeah. player in the NBA, Dwayne Bacon, Bacon, <laughs> Bacon and Lamb. Yeah. <laughs> on the Weber. Yeah. 
Maybe, yeah, I'm not encouraged by Lamb's outlook right now. He had some no. really, really strong games last he did. year, too, which Re- is a what, shame. What, 14-rebound game? DFS yeah. people who, like, it looked like it was going to be Bellinelli going off. And, Lamb and after just... each big game, like, Lamb, I feel like he would get hurt. Yeah. Ankle, axe, so I don't know. Yeah, man. yeah. Mini Davis. Um, so, yeah, yeah, like you said, you're not drafting him. Um, no. If Batum, so, if Batum, if Batum or MKG go down... I mean, what? I would consider him. Yeah, I, think I mean, I think he's more ready to play right now than Malik Monk or yep. Dwayne Bacon. Yep, yep. So. Uh, man, recording this at at nine thirty my time, talking about Dwayne Bacon when I haven't had breakfast. Oh, that's rough. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have to go uh, to the store after this. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I, do we want Dwayne Bacon not to be good because he's going to make us hungry all the time? Oh, I know. Right? Like, oh, Dwayne Bacon, it's just like Inception. <laughs> What if uh, what if the uh, the bacon companies pay the Hornets to, to is a big scheme conspiracy to make you eat more bacon? So, oh, yeah, I can bacon. already see them in commercials now. <laughs> yeah. And they have the the Jordan brand uh, for their jerseys too. What right. you, what are your thoughts um, on that? Um, we haven't talked about that really because it's not really fantasy, but it's slow. Yeah, but, they had this huge uh, review of their jerseys, and they put a little Jordan sticker on the top left yeah. and said it was a new jersey. I thought that was. Hilarious! I'm like, are you kidding me? They built it up for that. Yeah, but over overall though, like ad, ads on jerseys, does it bother you or? No, because I watch a lot of soccer and it's yeah. all I've seen my whole life, so it's nothing new to me. To be yeah, honest, yeah, I don't really. I, it doesn't bother me either. And it's so weird to me that Harley Davidson. Obviously, they have the Milwaukee ties and stuff. Mm-hmm. But to see, I don't really think Harley Davidson when I think NBA basketball. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then all these smaller startups. Um, the Nets have a small startup that's kind of or not startup. It's obviously legit. Right. If you're, if you're on an NBA jersey, you're not a startup. But I mean, it's a smart move. Anything to increase the value of the league is fine with me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, anyways, so uh, Justice Winslow reportedly at a hundred percent. Also, do want to shout him out for donating fifty thousand dollars for the Hurricane Harvey stuff. So props. Nice, Good man. That's cool, man. I love seeing what JJ Watts at like fourteen million for his little charity thing he put together. Wow, last so, lucky was like at eight. Now yeah, he had a two hundred thousand dollar goal, and he's gonna be hitting fifteen million soon, man. It's so Good he has him, NFL Man of the Year locked up, dude. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so Winslow. Uh, we don't know where he's playing yet. They want to play him at the three, the four. We know Spolstra is kind of the king of positionless basketball. So maybe Brad Stevens will look at some stuff on him. But is that, uh, Winslow couldn't couldn't shoot worth the lick. They had the big playmaker storylines last year. Really, mm-hmm. it's the he's healthy this year. That's the obvious storyline. Does he intrigue you at all? Um, I'm not going to be taking him just because, I mean, his free throw percentage is terrible. He's basically the Alfred Payton Alfred Payton is small forward. His percentages are pretty rough, and he'll get you like a steal, but not nothing to write home about, and I just can't do it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I mean, I'm down, I guess, probably like 14 teams, but 12 right. teams, there's better targets than Winslow. For sure. I mean, he hurts just too much in three categories, so. Yeah. Um, Jabari Parker, uh, he's still rehabbing, pretty much just doing a little dribbling and shooting. He's, again, retear. This is a retear of the ACL. So yeah. they're going to be very cautious, um, probably looking like February. So I, if even if you have one IR spot, I'm probably not even going to draft him just because you're, if your team's going to stay healthy all year, just you could just win that. You won't need Jabari Parker. <laughs> if you, if you I, don't I just, use your IR spot, you're going to... If yeah. I can get him for the last pick and have an IR spot, I'll do it. Yeah, sure. And then you could kind of adjust him to fly. But usually people are going right. to take him before that last pick, though, I... 
with I that. I can't do that though. There's yeah, too much yeah. upside light and drafts to do yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Someone's gonna get hurt. That yep. happen. Um, so yeah, any other takeaways from that? Like we said, Giannis um, is kind of. Is he, you still have you said you still have him at one, right? Even with this, I still got him concern? at one. I mean, the Bucks GM said he's fully expected to be ready for camp. Yeah. I think they're kind of. I don't. I wouldn't say staging injury, but I definitely think they're milking it. Right, it's playing it extremely safe. Right. Yeah, that's fine. So, I, I just, I'm not worried unless he misses a day of camp. Yep. Basically. Yep. Which he's not going to. Right. I'm just worried about it. I mean, he's had knee injuries before, so that's. The I only think thing. what he misses a day and. There's the been year like last. Two years ago, he missed a game because of it, I think. He had a small flare-up during the season but didn't miss time, and then he had another one like two years ago. But nothing right. nothing chronic. But I think the game he missed with the knee, I think the Bucks were already eliminated at that point, right? Yeah, it was it was very, very minor. But again, right. it's a, a little concerning. Right. Uh, okay, so moving on. Um, no restrictions for Ben Simmons is a possibility. This There's is a, no chance. No. Yeah. I don't buy that at all. Joel Embiid, uh, three months ago, said he's playing all 82 games, and now we're, we're talking about 60. So Ben Simmons, I think he's getting 28 minutes and no back-to-backs. Guess what we're talking about again? The, the theme of this pod, foot fractures. Yep. Uh, yep. So, yeah, they got to be careful. Um, they're gonna, I think he's probably less likely to be restricted. or more like, Who's more likely to be restricted then, Embiid or Simmons? Oh, Embiid for me, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, this has been Simmons. What I think it's his first major injury. Yeah, yep. And he's lost twenty pounds, so I don't think they're too worried about a, a, a refracturing to say. But um, yeah, I, I still think it's twenty eight minutes for Ben Simmons, and not right away. I think I think the first game of the season we're probably looking at twenty two, twenty four to be honest, okay. and then it goes up to twenty eight. Yeah, I probably have like twenty four, twenty six, and yeah, twenty eight, twenty nine when he's humming if he's humming. But yeah, apparently it looks good. Obviously, who. So I'd love to read a story that a coach says, oh, yeah, he looks terrible. We want to trade him right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Well, Brandon Knight, they did it last year. Yeah, true. Um, they put his uh, – he said Brandon Knight wouldn't go into the game because of back spasms and quotes. Like, that was, they were throwing yeah. shade at him. That was bad, man. Yeah, that, that was guy, really bad. That's such – I feel bad for him now. ACL yeah. tear when you're already dead in the water pretty much. Yep. That's rough. What a, yeah. what a, what a fall from – ever since that trade. Ugh. Yep. So good in Milwaukee, man. Yeah, yeah. He well, he was yeah. He wasn't good in Detroit. He had one of the worst assist to turnover ratios among point guards. Um, and then Jose Calderon took over. I think if I remember. Um, imagine if the Bucks never traded him, man. Imagine if, if the Suns never traded for him and they still had that draft pick. That's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'd be getting a top two, three pick next year. Yeah. <sighs> All right, uh, and then Markel Fultz is also. Reportedly 100% from that ankle sprain we saw in summer league that scared everyone to death. Um, yeah. You're, I, I'm off Sixers generally. You're still down? Um, if I have a punt team, I would take Fultz just because he's not a great free throw shooter yet. Yeah. yeah. Or what about a, a field goal? I feel like field goal percentage is a more is almost more viable to punt, especially if you take Westbrook. There's a lot of guys that... Yeah, I mean, you could bad. compare, like, Westbrook with Covington, Marcus but, Smart. Batum. Right. Like, you That's go. a good strategy, actually. Yeah, I never really I tried that because I always like to draft bigs, and especially since there's really a kind of a, I guess, a dearth of big men. It's it, They're they're very hard to get. So, well, say, for example, you take DeMarcus Cousins. That'd be the perfect time to do it. Yeah, that'd be to get – you could probably – I don't think you can get Westbrook and Cousins together, though, could you? Well, Cousins is – I mean, in all of our mocks, Cousins going in, like, late second – and okay. I'm doing my box lately, so I think you can. Yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. Then, yeah. yeah, you'd be really Westbrook, Cousins, Covington, Smart. I mean, that's a 
That's a winning team, man. Yeah, find some guys who can. What I guess you'd have to pick up guys who are. You'd have to either pump blocks or rebounds. Right. So like, you'd have to really focus on forwards that are good rebounders. So like Avery Bradley, possibly. Although Brad, we know Bradley's rebounds are coming down because right. he has Drummond next to him. But and Boban, still, don't forget Boban. Of course, <laughs> uh, can't wait for him. Uh, all right, anything else? I think that's it. All right, so we're going to get out of here on that. You guys enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Fantasy football drafts coming up. I still got two more to do. Uh, you got any more coming up? No, I just finished my, my three. I've got Kareem Hunt and all of them, and I'm so pumped. I got AJ Green as well. Nice. When do you get Kareem Hunt? The one Hunt? concern is I got Andrew Luck, so that makes me extremely nervous. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you didn't take him early. I got him so late, though. It's such okay, a good okay. value. Yeah. He's going to miss so much. I think he's gonna, what's. I think the over-under is like three and a half weeks. I have him coming back in week five. Yeah, that's pretty, that sounds about right. Hopefully they don't pup him. Right. Keep him on the pup. Um, when did you get Cream Hunt, by the way? Um, I got him in the fourth round oh. right after uh, Spencer Ware. Um, the injury was announced. But before those, the two drafts before that, I got him like in the eighth and ninth. Yeah, I only had one draft that was before the Ware injury. I got him at 116. What? And I tra- I've already traded him away because I, I was getting such good value. And I saw him go, uh, shout out to Davis Maddock, I do some podcasts with. Uh, he, he took him, at, we did a, a Rotor World mock draft. He took him at 16. Wow. Over DeMarco. I mean, hey, good for him. I mean, he's got confidence. I, yeah, I like yeah. that. Well, he's he is, it's a mock too. It's, he, he's yeah, just, I mean, he, he's, can, he can easily be a top 10 running back though. I have him, I have him at like nine right now, so. Yeah, I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, yeah, I just, I don't have, I have a, I know I have a lot of them I want to talk up really fast before we go. Chris mm-hmm. Carson. Ooh. I love, I watched him. He, he can pass block, man. He's. I'm not really touching Rawls or Lacey or Procise. They're always hurt. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it could be Carson and then Precise on third downs yeah. like week six. Yeah. If I, I just don't see how Lacey fits their scheme, man. He's right. too slow. All right. So we're out of here on that. Again, happy drafting. We have the draft guide coming up. Uh, I think it's coming out on like Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday next week. So we got that up there. Um, got, I want to say, 10 articles in there. We've got our sleepers. Um, got sophomore breakouts, um, second half studs from last year, and a lot of mock drafts coming. Yeah, per- yeah. So we're gonna have over under on mock drafts like ten and a half, eleven, thirteen. Oh, maybe. easily, easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, gonna be, it's gonna be insane. And then also, yeah, if um, if you purchase a draft guide, you can get in on some mocks too. So, yep. But you can't you can't take Jamal Murray in front of me. The only thing. <laughs> exactly. That's the only rule. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys take care again and happy Labor Day weekend. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.